0: Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at RealNerds on Instagram. You can also call us 720 6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Camera action! Well, a real nerd
0: knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd is but. Fa-
1: film! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it outside.
0: Real nerd knows who's shot a real nerd can follow the Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best podcast on the internet for movies, pretty much any podcast, anywhere. I am Ryan and I am joined as always by Brad.
1: Oh boy, I can't wait to talk about Fast X.
0: I know, isn't it going to be so cool? If you've never heard a Real Nerds podcast, know that we tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then we spoil it. We also talk about The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, this week, and uh, stuff we've been watching. Just an all-around movie podcast. You know, it's what we do.
1: It's what we love.
0: Yep. I do love movies.
1: We've been doing this and for that, a very long time. So. Yeah.
0: It, it, movies are like my comfort food. Like if I've had a long day or something, I can always put in a movie and it helps me
1: escape. You know what I mean? I mean, before tears of the kingdom, that's all I thought about at the end of my day was like, <laughs> I'm going to put something in to watch and then just fall asleep to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching. Um, I got, uh, I know this is a little off topic and we do what we've been watching, but uh, I did a, uh, got the cheers on Blu-ray and it's kind of fun going back and watching the shows that you watched on Nick at night, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I did cheers binge like in 2011 when it was on Netflix.
0: Yeah. I remember you talking about it. It's, it's funny and you know, uh, it's just cool because I grew up on Nick at night like you did, Brad. And, um, you know, I used to stay up and watch Dick Van Dyke and cheers and man, uh, the Batman, uh, 66 Show, um, just stuff. Then that's how I gained my love for classic TV and classic sitcoms.
1: Yeah, I watched Taxi, Dick Van Dyke Show, Green Acres. Yeah, Bewitched. Man, I
0: remember all those shows. And I used to watch Bewitched all the time on Channel 2 when I was homesick. I remember it was the one I watched a lot when I was sick, too.
1: Mm. Get Smart, F Troop. Those. Yep,
0: good old days. Do they still? They still have a Nick at night, don't they?
1: Yeah, but it's like stuff from like ten years ago, no. so it's <laughs> yeah. I stopped watching when they started getting like ninety shows on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I really don't. Um... Yeah, I guess I re- when I think about it, I mean, but ninety shows when you two are you know thirty years old now.
1: Yeah, now they are. Like twenty years ago, when they started putting like Full House on there and stuff, it's like not, not, that's not a classic. You know, I'm tw- I'm what my twenties. That's not a classic TV to me. That's you know classic TV's uh, <laughs> the Lucy Show and stuff. You know, for sure. for us, yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't know. I, I was never a Full House fan, so <laughs> I did watch TGIF all the time. Was that on TGIF?
1: Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, step
0: by step and
1: family matters family matters yeah um but like now, like friends is on there you know so it's like like that's our tv but it's not class it's classic to other people now but it's like i mean not classic to us
0: i mean friends is my most favorite show so i'll always say it's a classic but um i'm pretty sure i read that and if i remember right the um the season finale of friends just did it's 20th anniversary and I remember watching that and I, I'm like that can't be right can it you yeah. know off the top of my head and but then when you go you're like oh yeah it totally did or it's coming up I guess I should say
1: yeah, I think it's 2004 so it we went off the air yeah so um yeah
0: in one year it'll be its 20th anniversary but it, it's just crazy I remember recording that and watching it on tv and um. Yeah. Time goes by so fast. Speaking of fast, yeah, are you ready for this, Brad? Yeah. Um. Fast X is not our film of the week. Psych.
1: <laughs> gotcha, <you, Psych>. fans.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Brad and I scored tickets to the Colorado premiere of The Flash. Yes, we made it to The Flash. Brad, do you recommend The Flash?
1: You know what? I was surprised. I do. Um, it's a ton of fun. Um, I was surprised that, uh, there's still so much Ezra Miller still in the movie. Uh, they did not tone that down. It is a tour de force performance. I think they're in every scene in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, keaton batman it was cool to see back but i don't know if he was essential to the movie um you know i feel like they could have put any legacy character in there and it would have achieved the same thing um he's kind of there just to say the classic stuff and then you know in and out um, i would have liked to s- had a little more um reintroduction of his character um there's some there's, there's some subtle stuff about like how wayne manor has no butler and everything which makes sense um but uh yeah i I, kind of w- I I wanted to catch up more with him as a person rather than just being this thing that helps the flash um so there's like this distance but uh yeah overall it's uh it's so funny um and so yeah you know, it, it calls back to so many dcu things and um yeah i I'm going to stop talking before i get into too much spoiler territory
0: i agree yeah, i had a lot of fun watching it um Somewhat, I don't know because I, I've I've heard the rumblings that this movie is really great, and I wasn't sure because I was never that enthralled with the Flash character, but this movie uh, definitely made me a fan because it's just cool, and there's lots of cool moments in the film that and. Just uh, so people know, this one is going up about three weeks early. So um there is tons of spoilers in this review, and there's lots of ground to cover in this movie. So just make sure that um, if you don't want to be spoiled, just know you should see the film. And then fast forward like 30 minutes if you want to talk. hear us talk about other crap. Here's a trailer for The Flash. I love you. Thank you. Touching you into Mr. Wayne. No, please don't. Um... I
1: think you're here now, Barry.
0: So you're saying you could travel back in time? But Bruce, I can fix things. I can save people. I can save my mom. I can save your parents. You can also destroy... Everything. love you, bud. I love you too. So, how was it this week? How, how's school? School was. good. Oh, shit! This is mad trippy. Dude, this is catastrophic.
1: This world must die. No! Gonna lose there again. It's not Clark. My name is Kara. I will help you. Interesting group. Want some help? Wait, he's Batman? You wanna get nuts? Let's
0: get nuts. Uncharted territory. what do
1: we do? We try not to die. Are you ready? Ready. Let's go. You have fancy friends.
0: No, yeah, it was an Uber.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Exact. Uh, So The Flash picks up Barry's life um, after the Justice League. And um, it seems uh, to me, Brad, that it's more of uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League that it picks up from Mm -hmm. because um, he's a little more fleshed out in that film. Uh, And he's just trying to go about his day. And uh, while he's doing that, there is um an issue at the Gotham City Hospital and um Alfred who um makes a surprise appearance and I didn't know he was in the movie, did you? No. Um the Snyder versus Alfred, I should say.
1: Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> to not confuse people. Um but yeah, so he makes an appearance and asks Barry Allen to help. Um Bruce or Batman because he's busy and um he meets a snooty barista and he decides that yeah, he'll help. And cool effect with him running. I I uh I like the uh, rev up for him running. Uh like really points he like, ahead. Yeah, like he and he uh plants his foot in the world, kind of zooms past him. Uh and he goes to, uh, a Gotham hospital while, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman chases down these guys stealing some virus from the hospital. And, um, this is when it kind of got meta with the film and I loved it. So as the Flash gets there, the hospital collapses and all of the babies fall out of the windows. And, uh, <laughs> the Flash goes baby shower if <laughs> they're all falling from i don't know 50 stories up and what what's cool about it though is it's kind of a cliche now in superhero films i mean black adam literally just did it where it's, it goes in really super slow-mo as the hero does you know rescues people
1: but i don't know
0: brad did you think like it was just really fresh in this film like it just felt way more fun
1: uh, I mean, I, I love the idea. That it's, uh, it's, it's twisted that they did a sequence where they're putting, uh, all these babies in peril. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the way he, uh, like rescues them with, you know, the microwave and, uh, assembling them all together. Uh, yeah. yeah what I
0: thought was super creative about it is you thought that he was just wasting time by eating a burrito. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, yeah because he has to recharge his energy yeah and things like that but he was actually doing it for a purpose
0: um that I that I had a blast
1: with um so yeah it was fun yeah
0: it. and he, he ends up uh afterwards hanging out with Bruce when uh he runs back he realizes he can go backwards in time and he <laughs> asks Bruce go ahead sorry
1: yeah, I forget. I think, I think he like stopped off at his childhood home or something and then he just kind of stumbled into like f- finding out what the speed force is. Yeah. But although, although like in Justice League, he did find out that he could go back in time because that's how he resets yeah. the, the finale. So I don't know why he's like surprised that he, although I guess in, in this version, he like the speed force is this arena, I guess, where he can watch time. Progress. Yeah, I kind of
0: pick and choose. Where he's uh, gonna, you know, jump into time?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was so psyched about like the visually. I, 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 like, wasn't blown away by the representation of that. Like, it's like the zoetrope effect. Yeah. Um, and granted, I don't know if we said like this cut is also like unfinished. So there's a lot of unfinished CGI in the movie. So, I can't tell if it's stylistic on purpose or like a lot of stuff you see is, you know, just not done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like especially when it gets to the finale where there's like all these orbs and uh, timelines and things, I was, like visually it wasn't like, oh, it was like a little hard to look at, <laughs> but um Yeah, yeah you so it he... didn't
0: bother me cuz I just took it as of being stylized. I mean, it's super CG, um but yeah. I didn't really have an issue with it.
1: I just thought the floating orbs thing, like the f- orb zoetrope things were just kind of like bl- bland, you know, like there's different yeah. colors and stuff. Um, I thought they could have done something a little cooler, but anyway. Yeah. So he, f- he finds out that he can pick and choose where he wants to go and stuff. And, um, he yeah, gets into he, his head. He, when he to, asks it,
0: Bruce about it, you know, he would, he thought that Batman would want him to save his parents. And, you know, Bruce Wayne says, you know, the scars make us who we are. And, yeah. um, basically telling yeah. him not to do it. And <laughs>
1: foreshadowing. <laughs>
0: yeah. And of course he, uh, doesn't because also we learned that, um, Barry's dad is in prison for killing his mom, which obviously he doesn't believe happened. So he's trying to prove his dad's innocence and, um, Batman, Bruce Wayne's able to clean up the security footage that should help him, but it doesn't give him what he needs. Um, so he decides to not listen to Bruce and go back in time to save his mom. And he does it by doing something as simple as putting tomatoes in her um, damn it. grocery cart. In grocery cart, in that little ripple effect, which everybody knows from every time travel movie. You change one little thing. I mean, Homer Simpson taught us that in The Simpsons. You know, when he sneezes and kills all the dinosaurs. Yep. Eh, this is going to cost me. <laughs> um, but he does, and by doing that, he learns that there is no Justice League. Um, and Eric Stoltz is stars in. <laughs> um,
1: I love that back to the
0: future, <laughs> which was a great gag, and even his roommate who had the tattoo on his leg <laughs> he's like hey man that's going the wrong way and he lifts up his leg like, is it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah not only did he create a, a timeline without any uh metahumans but he also created the, the one where eric stoltz finished back to the future <laughs>
0: yeah which is that's a super deep cut of a joke i mean
1: yeah um that's i don't know if
0: everybody in the movie theater got it but i definitely enjoyed it
1: it's brilliant <laughs> yes it's, it's um also like um uh, it's a universal movie, so it's it's pretty cool that Warner Brothers let him do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, so now he's stuck in this other timeline. God, I keep on forgetting stuff.
1: Yeah. But he, he was into, knocked
0: in that timeline by the Dark Flash.
1: Um, yeah. And then when he's and, visiting his mom and everything's okay, then he runs into his other self, you know? Yeah. Martin, Mc, Martin McFly, uh, George McFly style. Yeah.
0: Um, and when he does that, he, um, yeah, he gets sent back there and he meets his self in that timeline. And he's way different, you know, he's kind of aloof. Um,
1: yeah, he's like really happy go lucky. Cause he hasn't had any trauma in his life yet.
0: Yeah. And, and what's cool is Ezra Miller plays both those characters completely different. Mm hmm. And, you know, one is just he has no care in the world. His mom always takes care of him. Um, His family's still together. And he doesn't have that burden that the Flash we know has. Um,
1: And what's cool, the cool thing about that sequence, too, is like, so now we're kind of like in the middle of the movie. And like, this isn't supposed to be an origin movie, but that sequence allows them to make a power's origin for the Flash in the movie. Cause he has to relearn it by teaching himself what to do. I was like, Oh man, that's amazing. Like it's out of order. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Because he learns that he has to, um, get, get powers, uh, to this flash. And so he sets it up by taking him to the star labs. And, um, when he does that, he actually loses his powers. So he has to teach this irresponsible flash how to be a superhero.
1: That's right. Cause yeah, his, the new flash is like, he's going to miss the stars lab thing. Cause he's going to go on a date or something. So yeah, Um main flash is like, Oh, I, I need to purposely give you the powers or else I'm not going to exist um and go back in time. So yeah. And then it goes wrong and uh he loses okay. his powers and then he has to teach the other, the other ones. So, yeah. Just, what a great sequence
0: yeah and I love that he's when he doesn't know and he's like uh, am I going fast and he's running super slow and <laughs> uh, just just a really fun uh, sequence um, and so then he's got to figure out a way to get back and that brings um, you know uh, Bruce Wayne the other Bruce Wayne into it
1: Yeah, because initially they're like, okay, let's contact Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And then they find out through the roommates that those people don't exist. Um, but they do know Bruce or Batman. And so Barry's like, oh, this. So he goes to the manor and we find, uh, a very disheveled and, uh, the place is a mess. Um, and we have like a 70 year old Bruce Wayne in there.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that's in character with Batman that if he lost Alfred and everything that he would just stop being Batman?
1: Uh, I think, uh, didn't you say like, like he's did so well, like there was barely any crime in Gotham city. anymore? Something like that. So
0: I don't know. I, I mean, because exploring that is interesting and I think it's a cool thing to do. But I don't could, know if Bruce Wayne could ever stop being Batman.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, they gave him the excuse of, like, well, the city didn't need him anymore because he did his job. Like, he saved a lot of people. But um the fact that, like, Wayne Manor's a mess is pretty funny because I can imagine, like, he's so used to Ralph just taking care of all that stuff to the point where he's just like, well, I don't have any responsibilities anymore. And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a true. butler, so. I'll just, uh you know, hang out and try to figure out what's next for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you know. I guess if you have that much money and crime isn't that rampant, I mean, what else would you do?
1: Yeah. Plus, like, I think he was dealing with, I think he tells Barry, just like, you know, this crusade you're on is going to leave you alone, like me. Yeah. So I think part of him regrets being so dedicated to his mission because, yeah, by the end, he's just alone in that mansion with, you know, with his True. achieved goal. So I think he's a, a bit regretting that he, you know, did have that, uh, crusade the whole time. So, and when he finally have did to say,
0: say too, for being 70 or in his 70s, I think Michael Keaton looks pretty great.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think the movie is really kind of positing that he's about 60. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, in a way, he should be forties because the Ben Affleck Batman is around there. So the direct timeline, but yeah, the, like the timeline stuff with the spaghetti and everything. It's a little hard to follow for me to explain yeah. like why he's an older Batman versus, um, the direct. Yeah. Yeah. Knock off. But, I'm... um, sorry, what were we saying?
0: Oh, no, I, I just think that it, I guess in the scheme of things, it's sometimes the time travel films, you just let it go. <laughs> yeah.
1: stop. it. Yeah. Just accept it. That's where we are. Yeah. But,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, like he uh, Once he learns that Barry's Like out to save his own parents Like he kind of comes back into the fold And gets excited about being Batman And like when they go to Russia And he does his like Fight, obviously it's a stunt person And not Michael Keaton But it's probably the best Batman fight For 89 Batman I've ever seen
0: Oh yeah, no, it was pretty awesome The Where he's taking all those dudes Hostage, or I guess not hostage Isn't the right word but using them and throwing batarangs and yeah, um, because when you think about it, he should be like that because he's been Batman for so long, even though he's older, he should be able to just, you know, annihilate fools.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Um, But I guess we glossed over that. They went to Russia because Wayne um, satellites picked up uh, a ship that crashed into earth and they believe it's superman because zod has appeared with his uh what's his human drilling thing or terraform the,
1: the, yeah the world engine yeah yeah what, he's uh, gonna kill everybody what tipped them off to like searching for superman because at the friend's apartment they're like there's no superman that exists and then what like did this watch uh like how do they get the tip they had to go to Russia. I can't remember. Cause at that point they're like, well, well there's no Superman. Like, yeah. Like well, why I would... think
0: it's because, well, no, because he goes to, um, Bruce and he tells him that he's there cause there's no one else exists. And he's using Bruce's, um, satellites because if Zod is there, then he knows that, um, Clark must be there cause Zod would be looking for Clark. Okay. I think <clears throat> I have that right.
1: Yeah. I forget that part. Um,
0: yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just, I guess because I saw it and there's so much going on in the movie. I don't remember exactly what tipped him off, but.
1: Yeah, but it's cool. They go to Russia and they rescue who they think is going to be kal And it turns out to be Kara, Kara Zor-El.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, for it, some reason, and like, she's in a kryptonite spell, I guess.
0: Uh, no, I think they're just keeping her from the sun is what happened. <laughs> Oh, you can't power up.
1: I thought there was a green tinge to the room. So that's why.
0: Oh, maybe. I
1: thought it was just because she couldn't get to the sun. So,
0: but either way, she can't get out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, she's super emaciated. That's why I was like, oh, because I think, you know, at night, Superman doesn't <laughs> shrivel up. So true. I th- yeah, yeah. I, thought... I don't
0: know. I guess I don't know Superman well enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they rescue her and Batman's a badass the whole time.
0: Yeah, and her character's cool, too, for, you
1: know... Yeah, for... she she doesn't like humans at all, initially.
0: Yeah, and not being really in any other movies or having too much um screen time in the grand scheme of things. I thought she was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, like, I don't really... even know who that actress is.
1: Yeah, me either. But yeah, her, her appearance is brief, because, unfortunately... Um... According to them, this timeline is uh, fated for them to both perish. So I don't think we'll get any more of her, unfortunately. Yeah, what
0: sets up a really cool um, and, you know, a heartbreaking thing. And I think this movie has more heart than I was expecting to, mm-hmm. because in that moment when because we see Batman die twice and. Barry realizes that his mom has to die. Because if she doesn't die, then it's not, you know, his world can't exist and he can't go back. And yeah. in this world, even though he's trying to save her, he can't save her because Zod wins every time. Um, yeah, it's like something- the Thanos, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's something, like, they call it, like, the fulcrum point or something. Like, Batman explains it in the kitchen about, like, every... Timeline has this, like, all the timelines converge in a single point that, like, is unchangeable, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's in the final fight. That's what he discovers is like, oh, shoot, like,
0: yeah, and there's some things um, I can't change. And we, I mean, obviously Dark Flash is Barry, but it's kind of interesting, too, that he's been trying this so long that he's basically grown like armor from it and he's old as shit and yeah. him just trying different ways to save his world and each time he fails
1: yeah like dr strange <laughs> sitting there trying to find each uh possible scenario yeah yeah
0: um and then it leads to the world's colliding which was a really cool um dc homage where what i liked is it validated all Not only Superman movies, but Batman movies, um, TV shows, The Flash, early serials. Um, as these worlds are colliding, you know, you see, uh, Christopher Reeve and you see Adam West and you see Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. And George Reeves and Nicholas Cage is Superman. Fighting a
1: giant spider, which is great.
0: Yeah, especially for fans of Kevin Smith, like you and I are, where we've, when we heard the story on an evening with Kevin Smith, what, 25 years ago? Um, yeah. And, uh, to, for them to pull that off, not only that, but I mean, you have to get the likenesses from all these people, um, or their estates in the case of, you know, Christopher Reeve, George Reeves, um, Adam West, you know, you have to clear all of that. And I think it's pretty cool that they did it, and that they did it in a really fun way.
1: Yeah, and they had a Helen Slater uh, Supergirl in there too.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and it was cool too. My little boy went with us, and he was clapping when Christopher Reeve shows up. He didn't know why because everybody else was, but it was kind of fun to see <laughs> him get into it. Um, so yeah, so Barry realizes that he um, can't save his mom. Uh and he goes back, but he does do one thing where he moves the cans of tomato up so we can um make sure his dad isn't as freed from this murder conviction.
1: Yeah, like I thought that was pretty brilliant because I was just expecting like like Barry move the camera so he can get a better shot of him. But the fact that he moved the whole row of tomatoes to the higher shelf so his dad would be forced to look up into the camera was even smarter which i was like yeah wow, because good job i guess
0: why that works is he's not actually taking anything or something like that it's just his dad had to look up to do it yeah um but we learned that he by doing that too though he kind of messed it up as well <laughs> um
1: with introducing one of the great f-bombs to close out a movie
0: yeah We learned that there's a different Bruce Wayne, which you made uh, an observation that it's probably going to be Pattinson. But what we learned from this screening is we didn't see that and they didn't show us any credits.
1: Yeah. So, So, yeah, it could be Pattinson or like I can also see a world where the. Uh, Matt Reeves' Batman is its own thing, and then James Gunn's mm-hmm. just going to pick another Batman, so we'll have like two Batmans floating around.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, because he does have that Brave and the Bold movie he's working on.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So maybe it's that Batman, and they don't want to announce the casting until after Flash drops, um, because it seems like they're going to reveal who that person is. Um, yeah. And there's probably going to be post credit scenes. Um, but yeah. what I liked. As how they reset the universe, but didn't dismiss the universe too because uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman shows up too.
1: Yeah, uh, right. did they reset it? Because uh, I'm surprised. Well, if it's
0: a different, if it's a different Batman, it did.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like Ezra Miller's still there. I, I kind of thought they'd want to get rid of them. <laughs> so yeah. uh, but clearly it's going forward because um, you know it's it's a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, yeah
0: i i don't think that they want to get rid of ezra miller even though they have had some legal issues reading statements from the people involved they've made strides to be better and they were suffering from sort of mental health issue so i really hope that they get the help they need and they're able to be a productive member of society while still being able to go forward with their career, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's such a liability, you know, it
0: is. I I don't know. I, I I think it's hard to put them in a $200 million movie again.
1: Yeah. But like, that's what I was so so surprised by is like, this movie really doesn't erase any of that. It's just, you know, it's more surprising that they changed Batman's, you know? (laughs) So, Yeah. It's it's interesting to see how this fits into the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah. And I I think Ben Affleck is really great in this movie. Uh, he has a moment where, I mean, he's not in it very much, but his moments with Barry, where he's telling him, you know, the scars make you who you are Mm -hmm. and having a one on one with him. And even his action scenes were cool.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, feeds into the end where he's like, Barry's fi- like finally realizes that his mom dying is what makes him the hero. And he's, he's, he's this exactly. whole time he's watched like the silly version of him where his mom didn't die and he's kind of, you know, a pain in the ass and obnoxious. And he's like, you know, I'm glad I'm not that guy. Yeah. Where I mean, obviously
0: you never want your mom to die. It's just interesting take on the heroes. And I think that's why some of the, most successful superhero movies lately have shown that where, you know, in Spider-Man no way home, he had to basically, it's an origin story just like this one Mm -hmm. um, where it's not a traditional origin story. It's just you need to be who to be who you are. You have to go through this pain. And even with guardians a couple weeks ago, I, I really liked the Peter Quill and Gamora didn't get back together because she's different it's not the gamora he knows and for them to take the easy way out by putting them together i thought would have lessened the impact of the film Mm -hmm. and just like this he his mom unfortunately cannot survive it just just the way it is and it makes for a more compelling narrative in my opinion
1: oh for sure yep it's not the happy ending yeah yeah one thing I was surprised about they still didn't give Keaton uh, an ability to turn his head as Batman. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, that is true. Like, it's definitely fact, still the same Batman
1: suit. Like, I think the neck is even more, like, reinforced in this movie than previous ones because he has that big, <laughs> like, collar shoulder true. thing. So, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of a surprise. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And then the Batmobile doesn't get any action. was kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, that is a bummer.
1: Yeah, the Batwing, for Because sure. it's so
0: iconic,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, he pulls this sheet off of it, and like, cool, there it is, and then it's <laughs> out of the movie.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we were super lucky to see that, um, and it was a lot of fun, and we got free popcorn included. Like, we got to see a great movie and free popcorn.
1: Yeah, thanks Warner Brothers. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, um, it was tons of fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so early. Like usually when I do these things, they're maybe the week before they come out. Yeah. So,
0: and uh, I like I said, I think they because they know they have a really good movie. So they're doing a grassroots marketing where, you know, when you post this and put the flash movie hashtag and just builds from there.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be cool to like, obviously we're gonna see it again. So we can see post credit stuff and then kind of see how much better the CGI is going to get. Yep. And it was cool. It was cool to see like a Hollywood professional movie. That's not finished for once. So I can kind of compare them later and see like, you know, where they are at certain stages of the game. Cause I know a lot of movies are being worked on up until like the week before they come out still, yeah. especially now they can do DC uh, digital files.
0: I mean, um, I, I read that they just finished Spider-Man into the spider verse. So yeah, I mean, that comes out next week,
1: really cutting it close, but uh yeah, it's, it's gonna be cool to actually be able to compare. Um And it, for all I know, there might be like scenes that are rearranged or, Added yeah, or missing. And
0: what's cool is we saw a movie that I do want to see again. So they did yeah. their job. So I like, even if it was a crappy movie, you know, like Catwoman, I wouldn't care if there was extra credit scenes. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. But, I would still be curious about the differences, but yeah, I'm, like I'm, I wouldn't be in a rush to go find, like check yeah, it out. Yeah. This but... one, I
0: really want to see it again. I want to see all the stuff I missed um, and just experience the film again.
1: Yeah. It'll probably be something I watch a couple times in theaters. Because, yeah, it's it's so much fun.
0: Yep. I'll probably... I might see it in 4DX. That might be really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, definitely go see that movie, The Flash. Um, usually, I do movie news. But, uh, for a couple of weeks, I'm going to change it up, Brad. Uh, I'm going to lean into... You and I got... Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, I just wanted to talk about our progress I'm, I know you're way further than I am so I thought this uh, first little bit we talk about was just um, your experiences with the game and uh, how you feel about it overall
1: I'm overwhelmed Like, I, I, I think it took me three months to get through Breath of the Wild story-wise um and then maybe six to kind of get all the korok seeds and whatnot and kind of max it out but uh yeah this one i'm 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 overwhelmed like i don't know like not that i want to finish it right away like it's such a beautiful game that like i just like being immersed in but uh there's seems like there's a lot of story and then there's just so many other things outside of the story to do um you know people complain like oh it's the same map um first of all it's it's the same map but like with different things within that map um and there's three of them there's a sky version and there's also which no one hinted at the chasms for me in the in the marketing so it's like three layers of that gigantic map um and the chasm layer is terrifying because it's just darkness um so yeah i'm just like i'm looking forward to being able to play this for like probably the rest of the year but also Mm. i'm just like the part of me that's like oh i got shit to do is like <laughs> uh how am i ever going to like accomplish it t- it takes like hours to do the simplest things uh, yeah
0: and i was talking to you about this i even though i'm not as far as you i feel like i'm but the game is so fun and you find yourself uh and i i told you this too uh, earlier that messing around like you do in grand theft auto where I mean, it's fun to advance a story sometimes, but it's really, really fun to just fuck around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Figure out what new things I can build, if I can cook this with that. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. Just the exploration, I think, is second to none.
1: Like, I want to figure out how to make a pizza, and I'm jealous of every, like, video I see online of the stuff people have made. Did you see Um, the dude who made a helicopter today? I think so. There was like a montage of different things, uh, you know, like different mechs and different flying devices. I think one of them was a helicopter. Yeah. I saw someone it, made like a, a stable that just washes horses. Um, yeah.
0: And when you think about it, that this was all programmed into the game
1: yeah. and
0: the level of craftsmanship in this game is, 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 it's incredible.
1: I've been reading posts from like developers have been like, they're just blown away. They, they can't comprehend how they made that code work. Yeah. So. And, and
0: even with the, you know, the silly putting things together, the combat is really fun. Solving the puzzles is really fun. Uh, I just have having so much fun playing the game yeah. and it's a beautiful game. The music is incredible. Um, I think Ganondorf looks awesome in it. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's a freaking masterpiece and I've only played probably 10% of it.
1: I know Like for years, my favorite Zelda game was always Ocarina of Time. And then Breath of the Wild comes out. And I'm just like, oh, man, if there's a game that I could unseat that throne, it would be Breath of the Wild. And now I've got Tears of the Kingdom, which is almost like yep. Breath of the Wild on steroids. I'm just like, oh, wow. Um But yeah, I, like my favorite part of the game is just, you know, getting in and then getting distracted by something. And then just rediscovering that map and all those places and how they look different now. Yeah, um, and remembering like what I did like four years ago, and like in some of those areas, and um, yeah, it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and it, it's what's cool is you know we talked about this.
1: I don't know if it's on a podcast
0: or just in talking to you that I'm cool with Nintendo taking this long to make sequels to games if they make them this great. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just
1: so cool. I. It's been a while, so I hope they got something incredible up their sleeve for uh, post-Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I mean, I- I'm guessing they do.
0: Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be their big game for next year. Um, But, like I said, I, as long as they make games super cool, I'm totally down. And everything about Tears of the Kingdom just works. I mean, it's beautiful. The graphics are stunning. The, the part, too, where at the beginning where Zelda is telling you, you know, the stories and the cool animations that it has. And it's just awesome. Um, it's, it's a feat that I, everybody should experience for sure. Yeah. Even my, even my little boy, when I'm running around doing nothing, he still thinks the game's really cool. So, um, and he's just watching it hats off. So hopefully next week I'll be further along and we can talk some more about it.
1: Yeah. Progress-wise, I I've uh I've beaten the wind temple and then I've got like, I don't know, 8 hearts, 8 or 9 hearts and uh like uh two or one and a half, maybe one and 3 quarters of a stamina bar. So, yep. that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, way further than me. I have <laughs> one more heart.
1: I think <laughs> I have like 40 korok seeds.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Four. I <laughs> <laughs> um, digging into some reclusive places my friend
0: yeah i know i gotta start uh, i gotta stop just messing around i might actually start going through more temples and things like that um
1: yeah i'm, I'm one of those players that like like has to explore every nook and cranny like whenever i'm in a forest i'm always on top of the trees looking for like stones that are koroks
0: yeah yeah i know it's it, i have a bad habit in some in games i love i always do that <laughs> but it's okay because it's i love getting lost in the world. Sweet. Hey, Brad, what'd you watch this week?
1: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, kind of a lot of stuff, because we had Film Explosion 93 last week, so I didn't talk about stuff. Um, so I'll just highlight Blackberry.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to see that one.
1: Yeah. I was not prepared for how many Ninja Turtles references that were in that movie. I think it was like six. Um, you see the action figures in the background, and, uh, Like the co-founder is listening to the soundtrack in his car at one point. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, like, it it made me giddy. Just like, I think, uh, the director is a big fan. Oh, I'm sort of, uh, begrudgingly hate the movie though, because like this is like the director's third movie. Um, (laughs) and his other two were, I I saw the dirties like when Kevin Smith recommended it and I didn't finish Mm -hmm. it. And then yeah, he's (laughs) like, this is his third film and it's like amazing uh yeah the performers are great. It's about the story of uh the creation of the blackberry phone um you know starting from this group of nerds in some office building and then getting uh taken over by this tech mogul and uh yeah that's that has to be blackberry has to be the first smartphone yeah it it is um i, I think what uh the The touch aspect of the interface from the iPhone mm-hmm. is what kind of did them in um, yeah. because the guy who created the BlackBerry was so proud of what he did and how uh, – because it, it's not just like that it's a smartphone. It was like how it used the satellites to compress information so, mm. that, you, so that you could send – so that they could sell a lot of phones and get a lot of people on the network while also being able to do email and browse the mm-hmm. web and text message um yeah i mean i
0: used to have one and i i always uh, like the little the little ball on it
1: yeah when when the iphone comes out uh the the designers like he's being forced to make the touch screen, but he thinks it's stupid and then so uh like then i think it's called the blackberry storm like the click thing is built into the screen because you can't imagine a world where you don't have that like satisfying click to the the keyboard
0: Hmm.
1: So, um, uh, but yeah, um, uh, it's a fascinating watch. Like for something as mundane as like cell phone and cell phone creation and uh, tech <laughs> jargon, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty fun movie. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, um, I also watched The Grey Man, which is, uh, the Russo Brothers movie with, uh, uh, Ryan the, Gosling, Gosling and, yeah. uh, and, um, Captain America. And Chris, uh, Evan. Chris Evans, and then, um, what's her name? I've just drawn a blank on her,
0: yeah, I was gonna watch that the other day, and I don't know why I
1: didn't, uh, but yeah, I've heard a lot of like negative things about it online, but I watched it. I thought it was fun. um, I thought the dialogue was really clever. It's just about a you know it's the typical you know special agent who gets burned by his own organization and then has to you know take down. The guy's trying to get yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just how they go about it. Um, Billy Bob Thornton is like his handler, and he's been forced to retire. and He has this daughter who's got like a uh, health condition, and she gets kidnapped. And you know, Ryan Gosling has to go save her. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, the last thing I watched is, uh, the still the Michael J. Fox movie or documentary. Oh, i need to
0: watch that one. It's on my. Apple movie playlist.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I've got like a month of Apple plus left. So I was like, Oh, got to make sure I get this in. Yeah. Cause, uh, there's only one episode Ted Lasso le- left. So I'll forget <laughs> after next week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I think the most impressive thing, like, I, obviously watching Michael J. Fox's story, you know, is, is tragic and all. And, uh, you see the hardship that he's going through. Like he's not a pity party, but he's just like, you watch. I haven't seen him recently, you know, he's Mm -hmm. in his probably fifties now, maybe sixties. Um, and just how much of a toll it's taken since I've last seen him, uh, Parkinson's. Um, so watching that is pretty like, you know, he doesn't want you to feel sorry for him, but it's, it's, it's shocking how, um, you know, close to the end he is, I guess, and how he feels like he's close to the end. And that's why he's making this documentary is to show, you know, he wants to get his perspective on his life before, you know, he's surprised by, you know, Parkinson's winning out. Um yeah. but I think one of the coolest things about the movie, though, is how they do the flashbacks. Um How, like, it's an editing marvel how they have footage from the movies he's been in, but they also have reenactments of it. Um And how it blends into the actual movies that they're dovetailing into, hmm. you know. There's the part where, you know, he's doing family ties and he's doing back to the future and they have like the sequence of him, you know, waking up, getting shuttled over to family ties. Um, And there's like, you know, a stunt double portraying that like you're constantly you're just seeing him from behind. And yeah. then they've recreated all that stuff. Like um when he goes over to the back to the future set at night, they have a recreation of like the DeLorean drive through and the Doc Brown van. And there's a guy in his costume walking through the set. Um, like, wow, they really went all out to recreate this in the, in that mall parking lot. Um, and that happens a couple of times throughout different phases of, of his career. Um, oh. but, but the only thing I, like, I scored down on it is by the end, there's not really anything interesting happening. It kind of like, like once he gets Parkinson's, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff from Spin City and then, um, they show a little bit of his family life and then his, uh, Parkinson's foundation. And then that's just kind of the end of it. Cause you know, he's still alive. So there's nothing to really finalize the movie with other than, yeah. um, yeah, we, we raised like two billion dollars and I'm still alive. And then it just kind of ends, you know, <laughs> like, um, there's one point where I had to like, I fell asleep. So the next day I watched, I was like, Oh, what did I miss? And I fell asleep like five minutes before the end and I thought there was way more, but there really wasn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's. You know, if you're a fan of Michael J. Fox, it's it's a good documentary to watch. And I I think it's done really well flashback wise. Like it's, I'm really impressed like how far they went with it. So cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. What'd you watch? Uh
0: I have been playing video games a lot, so I haven't watched too much. Uh the one thing I did watch that I meant to see a while ago was Raya and the Last Dragon, which Came out, did it come out in 2020 or 2021? I can't remember. Yeah, Um, I remember either one, but it's definitely a victim of the pandemic. Um, and animation wise, it's stunning. I don't know if you've seen it, Um, I haven't. It's a beautiful (laughs) film. Um, in it, there's these uh tribes or clans, I don't know what you would call them, but they're in. Um, a world where they're separated by each part of a dragon and the last dragon is no longer round. And the part where Rhea and her family and her father live is the heart. And it has the essence of the dragon. They, her father invites all the other um, clans over and they're double crossed, which unleashes the, the bad things in the world and turns everybody into stone. And so it flashed forward six years later where Rea is trying to find the last dragon and reunite them into this essence to band the worlds together. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really fun. And I know a lot of people like, um, Aquafina as the last dragon. I don't know. It kind of took me out of the film. Um, not that she's bad. It's just, it's one of those where they try to recapture maybe Robin Williams as the genie. Um, and you could just never recapture that, but the movie is really fun. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen animated wise. And it does have a really nice message about. Um, never giving up and family and things like that. So, um, I recommend it. It's not like one of their greatest films, but it's not anywhere near like a freaking home on the range or something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon. It's a fun movie. Cool. Well, yeah. I'll check it out sometime. Yeah. Should. Um, next week we are seeing the Little Mermaid. Uh, Disney's live-action remake, which my wife is really excited about. is her favorite
1: animated Disney movie. Um, uh, is it a Nightmare Before Christmas, an animated Disney movie?
0: Uh, no, technically, that's a touchstone picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's supposedly good. It's getting good reviews. But I was really burned after Pinocchio and Heartbroken, so... <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, the live action remakes are not really bringing much new to the table. So, you know,
0: like, in, I mean, the Pinocchio, he's cute in it. I like Tom Hanks's Geppetto, but then they had the stupid seagull or pigeon or whatever the fuck it was in there <laughs>
1: that really bummed me out.
0: But you know what? I'll see it and maybe it'll be good.
1: Who if knows? only that pigeon had said, We got to get that gold. And yeah. really doubled down <laughs> on uh, things that bother you in movies.
0: Wow, man, that's a deep cut from the <laughs> Magnificent Seven. You know, I see that the U U D U H D of that at Best Buy is seven dollars. I was like, man, maybe I should go just watch it again. And seven bucks. I remember it not being like horrible, but that one line really bothered me. Yeah, it did. And like so now I just feel like I have, I have to watch it because maybe I'm making this way worse than it really is.
1: Maybe uh, maybe stream it first and then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's probably on like, it. HBO Max or something. Um, yeah, I don't know who does that movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. But yeah, cool. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Well, real nerd knows who shot a- Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it!